When you start changing and moving to another level, everybody around you will see that change. And the wind of your movement will start to pull them. And now for Vision Boards, write your vision. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And for the last two messages, I have actually left the series that I was preaching at God's instruction. And the last two messages have been a deviation from the series, but significant. And they even tie into the message today. And two messages ago, it was simply the message of where, what, and what. Where am I? What do I want? And what do I need to do? And the last message was the message about rest. Rest, refresh, and renew. And today's message does not continue in the prior series, but it's sort of a completion of these last two messages. And I want you to go and listen to see Elijah's message that he preached on last week. I was sitting here listening to that message, and the message was about purpose, time, and change. And it was part three, and as I was sitting there, I heard God speak. I want you to listen to this message three times. And I said, Lord, I said, that three times including this one? And he wouldn't answer. So I just had to listen to it three more times. But I've listened to it three times. It's such a powerful message about change, purpose, time and change. So he's done a three part series on it. But the last one was change. And and all of us need to hear that message. And then George on this past week also, he had a message. But in his message was a simple word that says God will do the super. But you must do the natural. And, you know, we want God to do the supernatural. We want God to do the super and the natural. No, 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 no. God will do the super, but you must do the natural. So to explain the message of the day, I have to give you a background and sort of tell you the stories. I've got a lot of stories. And even in my office, we had a meeting in there last week and they were talking. I said, you know, every object in my office has a story behind it, not just random. Everything in my office, there's a story behind it. So even on the message today, there's a story behind it. The last message was about rest, refresh, and renew. And I talked about how my Sabbath day is Wednesday. It's the day that I rest. And this past Wednesday, usually I will leave the house. I go somewhere. So I was driving and I was going through the country. I was actually staying in Noonan, Georgia, and I had just taken a country road. And I was just driving down the road, a place I'd never been before. Even in the very state where you are, we talk about all this adventure we want to go on. Most of us haven't even seen the stuff in Georgia. There's a whole bunch of stuff just in the state where we are. And if you're watching and you're in another state, usually there's a whole lot of stuff. You don't just have to travel all the way across the world. There's a whole lot of stuff you haven't seen just in your own state where you live. So I was driving down these country road and there was all of these fields and some real big mansions. And I said, I didn't even know all this stuff was back here. And I was talking with my wife. And as a sweetheart, I'm driving down and I'm passing Colquitt, Georgia. I don't think I've ever even been to Colquitt, Georgia. And I see a sign there that says LaGrange. And my wife, she said, you know, one of my best friends 
lives in, in LaGrange and she's just opened up a store. And this is probably the lady who my wife talks to the most. And I said, well, I ain't got nothing else to do. I may just go there. I'm just driving. I'm free on Wednesday. I have no schedule, no program. I'm just as free as a butterfly. I just enjoy myself. I said, where is our store? He said, I don't know because I've never been there. So she called the lady, called her friend, got the address, told me the address. I put it in my GPS. It was about 15 minutes away. So I drove up. I walked into the store and she was in the store working. She looked up and saw me and she just nearly fell. I said, oh, Mr. Brunt. She was so shocked because my wife didn't tell her why she wanted her address. So when I walked in the door, she was just shocked that I showed up into her store. But I ended up staying there for over two hours just talking. And and as she was telling me all about the history and how she got the store. And, And it was an intricate type of story about how she ended up there. And she was saying, you know, I follow you on Instagram and I saw where you bought this $3,000 fruit bowl. And she said, I meant to call your wife and talk to her. I said, what is your husband doing buying a $3,000 fruit bowl? And I told her, I was so be honest about it. Sometimes God will just lead me. And I've learned that when I follow the leading, it's not about me. Most of the time, in the vast majority of the time, it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with it prospering me directly. It often is for other people. And I told her the story. The first time that happened to me, I was sitting in a restaurant. And I saw this painting on the wall. And I looked at something about it I just liked. And I said, that thing's an original. So that painting about $3,000. And I called the lady because they had a little card underneath. I wrote it down. I called the artist. I said, how much is that painting? She said $3,000, and God said, don't argue with it. Don't try to bargain with the price. Just pay it. And I bought the painting, and the lady said, I'll deliver it to your office because it was going to my office. And when she came, she says, I want to let you know that my husband recently passed away. I've been taking care of him. He's been an invalid for years, and I paint on the side. And I just want to let you know that this is the first painting I've ever sold. And I was asking God for a sign. Do I continue in this or not? Because I haven't sold anything. You were the first sale I've ever made. And you were the answer to my prayer. And I understood then sometimes, even though the stuff may look crazy, there's a reason behind it that often you may never see. So I was telling, I said, I've had that experience. So when God told me to buy this fruit bowl, it was $3,066 with tax. I really didn't question it a whole lot because I was hearing it clear. And this is the part we have to get to when we're dealing with God. It's not always about you. It's not always about you. Sometimes it is to bless somebody else. It's not always about you. But when you do what God tells you to do, there's always a blessing in it for you. So, so when you understand that, and I, I've understood that. So when I hear God clearly, regardless of how much sense it makes to me, I follow things. I was saying, that's why I brought the fruit bowl. And she said, well, I've got a lady who's, uh, and she had paintings up on the wall, but all of the space was filled. And she was telling me how her store was. She said, everything in here is handmade. These are all local artists. And she went to tell me how with the pandemic, a lot of the festivals that they used to go to where they could sell their wares are no longer because they're shut down during the pandemic. So my store has become the outlet for all of these local artists and they sell their wares here and I display them. So, but there's this young black lady. She's a single mother 
And she came into my store and she wanted me to display her pictures, but my space is kind of filled up and she's got these beautiful paintings and she showed me two or three of them. And she says she's selling these at fairs and she showed me the painting. I want you to put up slide number four. And this is the uh, first of the paintings. But when I saw them, I said, these are really, really nice. And then she began to tell me, she said, these are actual, they had hair on them, but she said, they're not painted hair. She got real hair stuck up there. So I had never seen anything quite like that. And she said, she goes and tries to sell these. See, that's real hair. It's not painted hair. It's real hair that's stuck up there. So put the next one up, number five. And so these are the ones that she had and and she said she goes to fairs. The price for this is $60. And I knew that was really low for that quality of work. But this is what the lady said. She says when she goes to the fairs, and even though these are $60, the people say that's too much. And she can't sell them because the people won't pay that for them. See, that's another receipt. How people value you depends on where you are. It makes a huge difference. I knew these were worth way more than $60, but they wouldn't even pay $60. They said $60 is too much. And then I hear God speak. And I hear God speak. I want you to commission her to do seven additional paintings, and you will buy the three, and you'll pay $10,000. Now, after my fruit bowl experience, that wasn't quite so bad. And I told her that I said, now you need to also make sure that you get your commission off it. Cause most of the time, if you go to an art gallery, the art gallery gets 50% of the price cause they have to pay for the space and display it and all of that stuff. So that's the standard. And she said, no, I don't get 50%. What she said is she told me the number that she gets. Y'all guess what that number is? 42%. Exactly. <laughs> so I knew when I heard that, I said, Lord, this is you without question. And she went on just to tell me how when she opened her store, the bank even called her. And they said, I want you to come in because we think there's some fraud going on in your account. And she said, why do you think there's some fraud going on? I said, because you're depositing too much money for that little store. <laughs> so she went in, went over all the records. Everything was accurate. The bank couldn't even believe that that little place was producing that kind of revenue. But this is the part of the message that's relevant for today. She said, Mr. Bronner, she said, I'd wanted this store for so long. And she said, your wife even had helped me through a lot because I've got children and my husband. And I wanted to do something on my own for so long. And your wife could tell, look, there are seasons for things. And right now you need to see about your children, you need to see about your husband. There'll come a time when you branch out and do what you want to do. And she said, my youngest son is now, he's older and I was able to. But she said, what the thing about it, she says, I had this vision board and it was in my room, but it was turned against the wall. And she said, when I went and I had done it a year ago, when I went and picked up the vision board and flipped it around, my husband just heard me just crying. And she said, he came into the room, said, what's wrong, baby? She was crying because she said, everything that I had put on this vision board, and I had to store up at the top, everything I'd put on this vision board had come to pass. She said, my store, she said, I'd had on there about me to get in shape. I, I lost 25 pounds. I'm a lot slim. I'm in much better shape. She said, everything I had on that board came to pass. And then I heard God speak again. That's what I want you to talk about on Sunday. Where, what, 
what? Where am I? What do I want? What do I need to do? Rest. And the third part of that, you need a vision board. Now, vision boards are, first of all, if you know in Habakkuk, it talks about write the vision upon tablets and make it plain so he who reads it can run with it. Write the vision and make it plain. Well, in that day, they didn't have pictures. They didn't have printers. In that day, writing was about all that you can do. But he said, write the vision. There is a tremendous power in, number one, specifically writing your goals. But there's an even greater power when you can visualize them. And a vision board is nothing but just a board that you get and you put pictures of exactly what it is you want. Where am I? What do I want? What do I need to do? So as a third part of this, I'm telling you, you need to get a vision board. I'm going to get one myself and I'm going to start on it today, but I'm not going to get an actual board. I went out and actually bought one. But I said, this is not really me. I'm a digital man. I really am. So I'm putting mine on my computer and my phone so I can take it with my Bible is digital. All my books are digital. I'm a digital man. There's nothing. A physical board is fine. But for many of you who are kind of high tech oriented, you need to do a digital board. There's an article that deals with the best top 10 vision board apps. You can go to coachb.me forward slash vision board. It'll take you straight to that article. Coachb.me forward slash vision board. So for those of you who want to do it digitally instead of having an actual board, because I can't carry the board with me all of the time, but I can pull that vision board up if I got it digital and look at it at any time. And I know exactly what I want to put on it because I know exactly where I am. I know exactly what I want. And I know exactly what I need to do. What I have not done is put it in a specific visual form where I've got the end product there. And that's why a lot of us don't get the goals that we set out to get. It's because we don't make them specific. I told you a couple of weeks ago about a friend of mine who had congestive heart failure. And I was working with him on, look, man, you got to start working out. You got to start doing some exercise. We're the same age. If you don't start exercising, you've had congestive heart failure, you're going to have some big issues down the road because the second time is going to be worse than this time. And that's when I told you, he said, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing. So I called him up been checking with him on a regular basis. And he would tell said, what you do today? He said, well, I did some steps and I did some walking. And each time I would call him, he would basically tell me the same thing. You know, I went out and I did some walking and I got on my step and I did some steps. And I finally told him, I said, look, man, you got to be specific with this stuff because this is doing some walking and this is doing some steps. But you got to be specific. How much walking, how much steps? Because it makes a huge difference when you are specific with something. See, everything God has given me is really, really specific. Study two hours a day. In bed by 11 o'clock. Do your prayer by 10 o'clock. Get up at 5 a.m. Exercise 40 minutes a day in your 60s. 50 minutes when you hit 7. I got exact, detailed stuff of what I'm supposed to do. You need the same thing. But you need to put it on a vision board where you actually can see this thing. And there's a power. Write the vision and make it plain so he who sees it can run with it. When you have specifics, it improves your probability of getting something done tenfold. If it's nebulous, if it's not specific, if it has no definitive time goals with it, 
It's a 90% probability that stuff will never be done. So you need to have specifics. So last time I called him, I said, how you do today? He said, well, I walked 3,500 steps. And he said, I did 500 steps on the stepper. And he said, this is the thing, man. When I first got on the stepper, I could only do 50 steps. I can now do 500. I said, man, you done gotten 10 times? He said, yeah. But he's able to now definitively define what he's doing and what he's going to do. And that makes a huge difference. A lot of us will say, you know, I want this, but we haven't defined it. We haven't made a vision board. I was telling Pastor James on yesterday that I was going to preach about this today. He said, my daughter Genesis is working on her vision board. She just started a vision board. Genesis, I want you to close out today because you're working on a vision board. You already started on it. So it's a point that we need to do if you want something, if you want a change. And it's like C. Elijah talked about in his last message about change when he goes to the grocery store. He says he buys all his fruit because he makes fruit juice. How many days a week, C. Elijah? Every day. See, that's a difference. See, you know, it's not like him saying, I'm going to make juice some days. No, he makes his fresh juice Every day. And it makes a difference. If you ask him about his workout schedule, he's going to be working out four to five days. He's got specifics that he does. And these specifics make a difference. But he says when he goes to the checkout counter, he's got all this fruit and all these vegetables. And he said every time the cashier asks him, what are you doing with all this fruit and vegetables? He tell him, I make fresh fruit. And they all say, I need to be doing the same thing. But it's just too much hassle. I need to be doing the same thing. See, where are you? Every time he goes to the cashier, where are you? They're not doing that, but they know they should. What do you want? They know they need to do it. What do you need to do? Too much hassle. To move to a level that is beyond the average, that is beyond where you are. Yes, it's a hassle. Because usually where we are is a comfort zone. But where God wants to take us is a climb. And in order to get that, the vision will just change and it gives you just a motivation that you begin to see it in your mind's eye and you see it on this board or you see it on your phone or on your computer. Wherever you do your vision board, you need to have some pictures up there of exactly where you want to go. And see, with mine, it's not where I want to go in particular. It's actually where God has told me. And it took me a while to figure out when he told me to focus on Coach Braun. It took me a minute to figure out what I asked. What exactly do you mean by that? Because I thought it was the social media stuff. He said, no, no, no. I want you to focus on you. He said, when you change you, it will change everything around you. So all of my vision board is going to be focused purely on number one, what God told me to focus on, which is me. You know, if you change you, you will change everything around you. Like I said, Me Incorporated is a major corporation. It's hard dealing and handling Me Incorporated. It's a major corporation. So if you can change you, and that's all I'm going to be focused on, nothing else is going to be on my vision board but me and my stuff. And if I can get me to another level, he said, if you change you, it'll take everything around you to a whole nother level. It just will. Back in the back today, as Vincent was finishing up my hair, he said, Pastor, he said, man, he said, I got your hair. It's been looking good this morning. He said, because I'm in the zone. And so you can be in the zone with anything. So he said, I'm in the zone. And he said, I'm in the zone. He said, because since I've been here, he said, I come to Ringo class. 
He said, I would be sluggish this time. I'm not sluggish. My mind is just as clear. My energy is just as bright. He said, since I've been here, stuff has changed. I'm on a whole different level. See, if you change you, it'll vibrate to all those around you. Just change you because they'll see you different and they'll wonder, what you doing? So if you change you, it'll change everything around me. My son, George, he asked me the other day, he said, Daddy, he said, can I start running with you? I said, absolutely. So we're starting to run together. But he saw his daddy running. I never told him to come run with me. He just saw me running. See, people will see you running and they'll ask, can I run with you? But the same thing flips on the other side. They see you laying down. They say, let me lay down here. That's why who you hang around makes a world of difference of where you go. It really, really does. If you change you, the vibration and the energy and the glow that's around you, they'll be able to see the light of Christ in you. If you change you, it'll change everything around me. So my whole focus, I got three major things I'm focusing on for Coach Bronner. And what my three is, none of your business. But my three is what I got to do. You got your own stuff you got to do. You incorporate is a full-time job. Don't you worry about what I got to do. What you have to do, what you need to put on your vision board is a full-time job of what you have to do. But what God wants to do is to write the vision and actually put it in a vision of something you can see. Get pictures of where you want your world to be. Create your vision board. Make it plain so he that see it can run with it. And that's going to be you. And when you start changing and moving to another level, everybody around you will see that change. And the wind of your movement will start to pull them. Put the vision on a board and make it plain so that he or she who sees it can run with it. And you're the first person who has to do that running. Make it plain. Get your vision board. And you'll be surprised a year from now You'll be able to look at that vision board and tears may start coming down your eyes. Everything I got on that board has come to pass. And you'll be able to just become a blessing. But he's got to be able to trust you to do some things. And if you just, how much does a vision board cost? You don't even have to spend any money if you don't want to. You can get your cardboard box and cut it out and put the pictures on the box. So you don't have to go and spend a whole lot of money from fancy board. No, you take a cardboard box. It's not the material that it's made of that makes the difference. It's the stuff that goes on it. Start your vision board and hang it up where you can see this thing every day. This is where I am going. This is where God has led me to go. And when you place it up in front of you, it's going to change where you go. Simple as that. I'm going to ask Genesis to come up and close this out with whatever she wants to say. She's in the process now of creating her vision board. And it didn't come from this message because I didn't know. And so it didn't come from this message. This is something she was doing on her own. But she can perhaps give you some insight or whatever revelation or wherever God leads you. I want you to close out the message for today. Thank you for that wonderful message, Pastor. And actually... I've known the importance of vision boards because my dad has talked about it before and my cousin Christina has talked about it before. But I bought one for my friend, which is what he was referring to. I bought one for my friend because she didn't have one. But I know the importance it's had on my life. And I keep mine right next to my bed, right there. So each night I can look at it and see the things that I'm not or see the places where I want to go. 
and it gives you a sense of not just motivation, but you're there. You're looking at it because you're already there. The idea is the first step. And so you've made it to the first step. You're in the process. And as soon as you start that process, you realize it's not going to stop. As long as you decide it's not going to stop. So I just, I'm going to pray now. But dear Heavenly Father, help us to get that first step. Get that first idea. Jesus Christ, you know our hearts are not in the places where we specifically need to be, where you have specifically given us the resources to be, but you know we can get there. Just with the right mindset, with the right vision, with the right first step, I just pray that you help us to get there. Help us to see those around us who are already there and to be persistent to arrive at where they are. To not say, I can't do it. To not say it's too hard, but to look at things from a new perspective, from a perspective with a God who will get us there. Give us the resources, and please give us the humility to go through with this in each and every step, because it gets hard. And you see people who aren't at that level. You see people who are instead digressing, and it it seems so easy to just be there with them, Lord. Thank you that you still give us a reason to move forward. And I just pray that you are there with us along that journey. Father God, 2021 is hopefully going to be much better than 2020 in more ways than one. So I pray that whatever they put on this board, whatever vision they've created for themselves and whatever self-image that they are trying to develop, that it's not negative. It doesn't start out in a negative light. Let them look for the positive things. What can they change for the better? What can they change for themselves and those around them what can they change for you remove the negativity remove the things that keep them drawn down and help them to see straight ahead Jesus not being distracted by the obstacles around them but seeing straight ahead at whatever vision you need to give them and please Lord don't just give them the vision but tie it into their hearts stitch it in there so that way it never leaves and it is imprinted on them for the rest of their life so that way whenever they do look back They truly cry because they're so grateful. They're so grateful that something authentically placed on their heart, something that is now a part of them, has come to pass in the world. And the world can see this version of themselves, this version that you placed there. Lastly, Lord, you told us to commit our ways to you and you shall give us the desires of our hearts. Give us new desires, but let it start with a commitment to you and you foremost. Let us not start with the commitment to ourselves saying, I will get you where you need to be, but let us say, I will get you where God has destined for you to be. It is a big game changer in our perspective. It's a big game changer in just our motives for doing things, Lord. Please help us just to get the right, not the wrong, the right first step, wherever that is. And I pray and I trust that you will take us the rest of the way. It is in your son's name that I pray once again, be with our hearts and change our minds. Amen. 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 We appreciate Pastor for that awesome message and Genesis for following it up. And also want to give props to Miss Yvette. She I just had our youth to do vision boards, so they're in the process now. So she's right in line with our younger people in Sunday school. So we've got the adults 
and the youth in line for clear vision for 2021. Amen. Amen. And I don't think it was an accident even before pastor ministered this morning. Whenever you try to get clear on your vision with God and go forth with it, distractions will always come. You all saw with your own eyes how when see Elijah was up doing the offering that a wasp came and he actually dodged it. (laughs) And the devil will always try to bring distractions to throw you off of what you really need to be focusing on. And it really took everybody's mind off of what he was saying. And number two, it took their mind off what they were supposed to be doing. They forgot they were supposed to be giving. They worried about not getting stung by this wasp. (laughs) And then number three, even Jamie had to sing next, and all she could look at was this wall. <laughs> she was back there, not worrying about the words to her song, but worrying about how am I going to board this wall, man. <laughs> so I thank God for giving me the time and to capture it. And, and even there's a lesson even in that because I saw it distracting my child from doing what God was calling her to do next. And it was going to be a distraction all while she was up here trying to minister in song. So even you as parents, if you don't remove some distractions from your household, the devil will come in and distract your children from the gifts and the callings that they have on the inside. And when I captured it in the cloth, I kneeled on it and pressed it as hard as I could in the stage. And I took it out and I thought I had killed it. And I went out of the door just to make sure And when I opened the cloth, this thing flew away. (laughs) I said, whoo, I'm glad I didn't open that inside. (laughs) Y'all would have heard me hollering in the back, thought I got the Holy Ghost back there. (laughs) But the lesson in that, too, is some distractions and some things of the flesh. You can't just cover up and throw the rug and put it in the closet. You got to carry them outside of your household. You got to put them outside of your dwelling so it can't continue to do you harm. So even as you do your vision, boys, look out for these distracting things that will come to appear as danger and take you off of what God wants you to get in. Off of it was time to give unto the Lord and all we could think about was what was coming to harm us. So be careful of the distractions. Put them out of your dwelling. And it will not only bless your life for you to have clear focus, but it will remove these same distractions out of your children's life. So we thank God for just giving us an object lesson, uh, even in the midst. Well, with heads bowed at this time, there's anybody under the sound of my voice, and you've heard the word come forth today, and You want to just ensure that Christ is head of your life. You may have had some distractions come your way and you want to refocus today to make sure that Jesus is Lord in your life. Does anybody want to commit or recommit their lives unto Christ right now? The altar is open. second appeal at the same time if there's anybody that wants to join this body of believers uh, 
The doors of the church are open, and we invite you to come for church membership at this time as well. Either one of those two appeals. Amen, amen. Well, I know Ms. Gabby, was she still thinking about joining today? I know she mentioned it last week. All right, well, come on down. Come on down. Amen. (laughs) Amen, amen. You all just stretch your hands toward her, and we just pray and welcome her in. Lord, we thank you. Miss Gabby right now, oh Lord, as she joins this body of believers, we just pray the favor of God will be upon her, oh Lord. And even as this message was on vision, oh Lord, we pray that you will enhance her vision, oh Lord. That even as she's a young woman, oh Lord, we pray that you'll give her vision, oh Lord, for her life, oh Lord. That you'll show her the gifts and talents that you've placed on the inside of her. That you'll show her how she is to use those gifts and talents, O Lord, to best further your kingdom, O Lord, and help the world, O Lord. We just thank you for her life, O Lord. We thank you for what you've placed on the inside of her, O Lord. We pray, O Lord, for revelation to come unto her, even while she's reading your word, O Lord. Even while she's praying, O Lord, we pray, Lord, that your will will be placed in her heart, O Lord. We pray that you'll give her wisdom, that you'll place around the right friends, O Lord. That you will prepare the right meat for all, Lord. That you will prepare the right career for all, Lord. We just thank you, Lord. We pray that you'll give her grace in school, oh Lord. That you'll make concepts easy for her. We thank you, Lord. We pray that you'll give our parents the wisdom that they need, oh Lord, to properly guide her, oh Lord. Even when they might not know what to do, oh Lord. I pray that you'll just nudge them in the spirit, oh Lord. To show them, oh Father. We thank you precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen. All right, all right, amen. The ushers will bring you a membership card to fill out. Amen, to complete the process. Uh, The revelation even on the wasp. If you all remember a few years ago, I was preaching and there was a wasp that was flying around me. Do you remember what I did? I opened my hand And the wasp landed in my hand, stayed there for a few minutes, and flew away and never returned. There are three things that when you are faced with something like this, there are three potential responses, and often you have to judge which is the appropriate response. There are some things that you have to kill. There are some things that you have to run away from and simply leave. And there are some things that you have to make peace with. And you have to understand whenever you are faced with situations, which of those three is the appropriate action? Some things you must kill, some things you must leave, and some things you must make peace with. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled Vision Boards, subtitled Write Your Vision by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5904, that's 5904, to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 5904 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com.
Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because brother you need the word. Brothers of the word.